As a business owner of an aquaculture company, how can you take the first step to be profitable and sustainable at the same time? That's what we're going to be talking about in these episodes. Hello, and welcome to the Business of Aquaculture podcast. This is the podcast for the sustainable business movement in the aqua farming and ocean ranching industries. This podcast aims to amplify the voices of entrepreneurs addressing the United Nations Global Goals, aka Sustainable Development Goals, number 14, to conserve and sustainably use the oceans and the seas. Listen in to fellow business aquaculturists in their journey in this new model of food production of making their business sustainable and help the ocean's ecology while also making a profit all at the same time. Get inspired to learn how even small to medium businesses can make an impact to save the seas, leave a legacy, and have a better quality of life. One of our goals is you take away a nugget of wisdom that will help your business move from the industrial revolution to business 5.0. Our vision is that of collaboration in the aquaculture industry. I'm Lourdes Gant, your host. As a CEO of a company, how do you brand yourself as a sustainability practitioner or green advocate? That's what we're going to be talking about in today's episode. Welcome to the Business of Aquaculture podcast. This episode, we are happy to have Josephine Passe of Alpha Green Solutions. Welcome to the show, Josephine. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm <laughs> so happy that we finally get to make this happen. I know it's been a while uh, since we met in person. <laughs> yes, exactly. You know, we are busy people. <laughs> yes. Alpha Green Solutions unlocks algae power, studying and implementing cost-effective solutions for a truly net zero facility and now fully committed to deliver solutions for plants and for customer needing carbon negative ingredients. So welcome again to the show, Josephine. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. So let's get the show started. I wanted to ask you, can you explain to our audience what makes green algae such a promising source for sustainability and environmental impact? Uh, okay, this uh, is a great question. So thank you for this question because algae is one of the most misunderstood microorganisms, maybe. Uh, there is a lot of uh, negative uh, thoughts about algae. We think about algae bloom in uh, rivers, in the sea, in the ocean, um, in the coastal, let's say, areas. But the, the algae we are talking here about are algae that are selected for specific uh, um, uh, molecules bioactive molecules and for specific uh, application. Uh, they are also algae that grow in controlled environments. Uh, in, uh, in our system, uh, our proprietary system in particular, these algae are cultivated inside the photobioreactor or PBR, as we say in the industry. Uh, this uh, um, allows these algae to develop all their uh, characteristics and all the best uh, properties uh, for the market of reference. The markets of reference are very, very uh, differentiated. We go uh, in a virtual pyramids of uh, application from the pharmaceutical and diagnostic to the nutraceutical for human uh, and uh, for also uh, uh, pets, to the pet food, to the feeding for animals in general, to aquaculture, that is one of our focus today, uh, to biostimulants and also to biofuels, even if biofuels is not one of our priority right now. 
Um, so why green algae? Green, when we say green, uh, is not the color of algae implied here because the algae can have a very differentiated colors, can be red, can be brown, can be blue even, or blue-green. But um, when we say green is because we, uh, our goal, uh, main goal is to um, produce carbon negative products. This means to have a net zero plant able to not only convert and buy bioconvert, um, bio uh, uptaking a lot of CO2 from any kind of source, uh, but also to um, avoid as far as possible a new uh, CO2 emissions into the atmosphere. This means that uh, the vast majority of the energy that we will use in our facilities um, will be uh, alternative energies, sustainable energy like photovoltaic, green hydrogen, and uh, let's say last generation cogeneration to uh, co-generate that heating power that we need or that cooling power in the case of Florida that we will need. Um, so these are the, let's say, a big picture about algae. And of course, as I said, um, the, the fact to be green uh, means for us that we have also green processing during the uh, production of the final uh, molecules or products. For example, we use a green kind of uh, extraction process, so without any chemical uh, solvent and any uh, artificial, uh, let's say, uh, um, kind of uh, extraction methods that uh, uh, helps us to have uh, the total organic uh, uh, guarantee on what we will produce. This both for feeding, of course, for animals, so aquaculture too, but also for human consumption. That is very important, I think. Thank you for sharing all that. There's a lot of technical terms that you mentioned there. So maybe for the sake of our audience, I like what you mentioned about green does not just necessarily mean the color that you have all these red brown blue blue green and uh pbr right? we have a pbr actually photobioreactor in our hatchery and at one point it was producing one species of algae actually to feed our shellfish so i'm familiar with what you're talking about but so maybe to break it down um the question then becomes how does the, your company utilize green algae to contribute to a more sustainable future and what specific products or technologies do you offer in this regard Yes, uh, when we talk about sustainability, sustainable future, uh, or try to uh, limit the damages of climate change that are already <laughs> very clear, um, we try to contribute in many ways. First uh, part of our, uh, let's say, active contribution is uh, capturing and uh, uptaking, uh, to be more precise, and then convert in a biological way uh, CO2. What means convert in biological way? It means that we don't use chemicals, we don't use uh, um, mechanical process, we don't uh, use uh, storage underground, but we will convert using the uh, property of microalgae as plants, let's say, but much more uh, effective. Um, in fact, you can imagine if you want to make a comparison that uh, uh, one hectare of photobiology reactor can convert more than 3,300 sorry times uh, the uh, the power of conversion of one hectare of a forest but the forest has to be already grown so also in a, a time frame that is much faster okay so um, this is one of the way we contribute the other 
The other ways I think are even more interesting are in food tech, for example. Uh, think about all the alternative proteins that we can extract, that we will extract from uh, a massive plant like the one we will do in uh, uh, Florida, Vero Beach, and uh, in fact has been um, also approved by the USDA for this kind of reason, because the alternative proteins today are not a way to say we don't have to eat uh, any more fish or any more meat, but for all those people, like vegan people or people that want to alternate uh, the normal meat consumption with something that is more sustainable, having a source of protein that is much more consistent and um, that matches better the human consumption uh, needs uh, is so important. So this also is another way to uh, understand the power of algae and unlocking it, because this can be really huge if uh, it is scaled properly. Another way is, um, for example, in agriculture uh, by the use of biostimulants. Biostimulants are so important right now because there is a global shortage of uh, nutrients and of fertilizer. Also due to the war in Ukraine, all these uh, crises in, in uh, supply chains. So all that made uh, very scarce and very difficult sometimes uh, finding the, the right uh, amount of fertilizer. When you combine biostimulant to fertilizer, you can indeed reduce so much the use of fertilizer. So you continue to use your normal fertilizer as a farmer. But combining with the biostimulants, you have uh, a double or triple effect. So you can reduce the amount of fertilizer plus biostimulants is totally natural so in the case you want to grow just organic you can also use this with some other organic nutrients and plus while doing this you do also soil remediation because biostimulants have the power to uh, improve the microbiome of the soils this means uh, having better uh, crops uh, environment for the for the crops and also have a better uh, improved uh, capacity of the soil to capture co2 naturally so again we enter into co2 culture but naturally without uh, let's say uh, chemicals or other um, artificial uh, instrumentations. I like all that. It, it's very practical, especially when you were talking about you know biostimulants. It's such a technical term, but really in in essence, it's reducing the fertilizer so that whatever you're using it for makes it more organic per se. Yes. Exactly. And this is huge, uh, believe me, because in, in these years we will see, and this will be more and more in the future, because now it's clear that uh, really algae can completely um, support the use of traditional methods, and whereas instead somebody wants to go totally organic, can provide the right combination of everything, because protect the crops, improve uh, the yields uh, improve the way also the other nutrients are transformed and absorbed by the plants so is a boost let's say to anything you do with uh, your cultivations perfect perfect so which leads me to my next question where microalgae can have the biggest impact in fighting climate change and guarantee more sustainable process so maybe you can expand on that yeah, exactly. See, yes, partially we can say that uh, biostimulants is, uh, can have a great role in this sense in agritech and in all the food chain, uh, if you think for a moment. Uh, microalgae is also a great uh, substitution of, um, uh, for example, hyaluronic acid from, um, from animal uh, origin. You can have the same effect with hyaluronic acid extracted by some strains. 
uh, of microalgae, of course, treated in the right way and grown in the right way and processed uh, in the perfect way. But this means a lot also in health and health application of hyaluronic acid. As a woman, I think immediately to beauty and cosmetics, of course, but, and this is one of the great uh, news. Uh, me, myself, I use uh, some uh, something produced already here in the United States as a great result. But the, the main focus we have is in health, in uh, think about all the joint problems and uh, how hyaluronic acid and collagen can help in this sense. And in general, uh, it is used in many other uh, health tech applications. So, also there, uh, you can have, uh, let's say, this same kind of shift from something that is animal-based to something that is much more sustainable and also meets the needs of uh, vegan and people that don't want to contribute uh, more to the CO2 emission and they are very conscious about how they consume and how they buy products. So everything that, uh, uh, let's say, has the ambition to reduce CO2 without, uh, let's say, um, make a renounce to the quality or the, to the importance of having that, uh, that kind of product, can be proteins, can be hyaluronic acid, etc., can be substituted with some algae-based product. So algae can be a kind of platform and help a transition from the economy as we know it and the new bioeconomy as we want it. So in a certain sense, this is why we uh, called our product uh, project uh, algae centric and we will call our products also algae centric as a brand because we like this idea to put algae at the center of a green revolution and uh, help the planet, help food, help the human health, help everybody that wants to help us, by the way, because it's, uh, it's always a circular uh, cycle, let's say. I really like that. I, and the branding, it's so catchy, algae-centric. I, really, I really like that. So I know I did mention at the beginning of our show that we met in New York at an undercurrent investor forum um, a year and a half ago. So you're so passionate with what you're doing. So maybe you can share one last time. How did you get in touch in this? Um, this was really uh, a nice story because it was a kind of coincidence. I, I had always a, a certain interest in biomasses and everything that is alternative energy. So I was attending all these conferences and working with some fund of investment in Italy in, uh, back in times you know, when I was young. <laughs> And I met this great guy that is my co-founder, Luciano Falqui. And uh, Luciano was there too, to contribute actively with his own uh, scientific knowledge to all that. So we joined forces. He started working with us in Italy. He still works with us in Italy uh, because my uh, family, my sister, for example, she's so great. Miriam, she has uh, uh, the responsibility of our um, algae platform in Italy right now. So she's the CEO of all that. But in those time, uh, we were not in that uh, uh, in that uh, new field that was completely new for my family and my company. So we started studying, like you start studying at school. We start studying, we start attending conferences, we start uh, being so curious and meeting people. They 
the greatest people in Europe about algae. And then we developed our uh, first pilots. And in 12, 13 years, maybe now, uh, we are here with a really uh, great scale up, a great opportunity to uh, scale these at the right sides uh, to be able to contribute in the ways that we just uh, discussed. So I think this is a little miracle and our, our passion uh, was the real driver of all this. <laughs> I can really see that. And if anybody can see how you look like, it was like, I'm sure that you can be a living testimony in terms of the product that you're using we were just talking about that so my biggest takeaway from our conversation is when you were talking about carbon negative i think that's in the circular economy sustainability sphere this is very important when we talked about differentiation in your product branding obviously was a good one as well how can our audience get in touch with you please uh, use e linkedin that is maybe the best uh, way to talk and uh, and then I can give, uh, of course, everybody that is uh, in need of this, my email or telephone number, we can talk uh, or we can meet probably, <laughs> hopefully, because I prefer after pandemic, I prefer meet people in person, you know? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> the time it was completely a different thing because we were in person after a long time. It is. So, I'm so happy that we met in person and we finally get to get together and sit down and talk about your story. So thank you again for being on the show, Josephine. I really appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you. And really, thank you for what you do. Thank you. And please remember to review the show and see you next week. Remember, you help build a home in the Philippines every time we launch an episode on the podcast. Thanks, Josephine. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thank you for listening and I hope you are inspired from this episode. Do take a moment and share this with your friends and colleagues and rate and review the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. I'd love to know what your biggest takeaway from this conversation has been. What are you going to do differently? Please share your thoughts across social media and tag us. For links and show notes for this episode, visit our website www.sustainableaquaculture.ca podcast. Thank you again. I hope you will join me on the next episode and together we can help create a better business in aquaculture. <music>